Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here. With Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking, the red-headed <laughs> wonder of the backpacking world, and my personal hero, Jeremiah. How are you, man? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you and all the other lovely people out there listening in backpack land. Yes. You know, it's a funny thing. Last night we didn't do a live stream. Mm-hmm. We were actually recording on a Tuesday. Um and because we didn't do a live stream, actually, Andy Parrish did a live stream last night yeah. with Ben McMillan. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, so they, they had a pretty good crowd last night. I got to watch a little bit of the replay of that. Of course, always good to see Ben out there, but he also had their newest hire at Hilltop Packs. Oh, you got some inside info there. Mr. Backpacking with Buckley. They are his, I guess he's taken on the role of the, um, video guy uh-huh. he's the one who's like we'll just call him the spokes model for hilltop packs <laughs> so if you've watched this show before backpacking with buckley um he is uh buckley's a good dude real good dude and uh i guess he's now their spokes model so well you know that is very interesting because being uh by trade is like a videographer and photographer. In fact, they had yes, like a, a big time studio. And then I think they've done a lot of wedding stuff. So COVID, there wasn't really a whole lot of mass gatherings during then. So I think he downsized the photography and upsized the backpacking equipment. Started a new company, Apex um, Giants, right? Apex Giant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Awesome. Well, good for Mr. Buckley. I love that well, guy. Well, I mean, can can you imagine a better looking man to like step into a spokesmodel role for Hilltop Packs? <laughs> that's that's what I want to say. He's a good fit for it. I actually I got a trip coming up in March, sometime in March, uh, that I'll get to see Mr. Buckley. Oh, get that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm missing him. I haven't seen him in a while. I've I've taken some big time trips with him, dude. I've been to yeah, you have a number of places. I think most recently was probably South Dakota. We flew out there. Yeah, man, that's a pretty awesome trip. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And dude, I I've been working on this video for the past like week to two weeks, and it's basically like demystifying backpacking. I feel like. Um, and I said, I say this in the video, I feel like, like the barrier to entry of backpacking sounds very small. Like whenever I first started backpacking and I ask advice from some of my friends that don't backpack, they're basically like, well, there's not much to it. You literally just go out to the woods and put one foot in front of the other. But a Apparently there is a lot more to it because there's, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> there's all yeah. kinds of gear. There's all kinds of logistics. There's permits, etc. Just like we talked about last week. And uh, which can I clarify something from last week? I found out this week. Yeah, go ahead. 
if you're a photographer, technically you don't have to get a permit. Um, I think it's only if you're going to bring a model out or something like that. Cause I was watching a video from Jevin Dovey. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who that is I on do. YouTube. And, uh, Jevin was saying that basically photographers can go out, take all the photos they want, but the moment you flip it over to video, suddenly now you're illegal. So, yeah, that is weird, but I'm glad yeah. you clarified. But I said last week that, that photographers had to pay regardless. And I'm, I was actually wrong about that. So I want to make sure I retract my comment. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to publicly admit I got that one wrong. So just wanted to make sure we cleared that up. Well, um, like I was saying, there's, there's a whole lot more to backpacking than meets the eye. And so my idea in this video was I wanted to take the time to kind of unpack, if you will, some different aspects of backpacking and, and demystify it. I don't remember why I was telling you about that, though. What were we talking about before that? Buckley being a good-looking man. Yeah, there's that. But that wasn't it. But anyway. <laughs> you had <laughs> been true. on a lot of trips with him, and you talked about South Dakota. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you came up with this story. Yeah. I digress. That wasn't the point of what I was going to talk about today. I actually had a slight <laughs> agenda today. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, anyway, um, what I did want to talk about today was about the weight of your pack and about gram weenies and about how ah. <laughs> you don't have to be a gram weenie in order to shed some weight from your pack. So, I thought it would be fun for us to maybe share some stories or to uh, give some advice or tips on specifically how we have achieved the ultralight backpacking status that we're the king of the world of. So, <laughs> what do you think about that I idea? I think you are the king of the world. I am just merely riding your coattails. So, all the way to glory. Oh, I, it's coming back to me on the story I was oh, telling about the. Okay. So, I'm making this video and I. I basically went through an entire catalog of B-roll. Like you texted me yesterday about really? B-roll, and you were talking about getting some B-roll for your new gear and that kind of stuff yeah. for your video coming out. And Which, by the way, if anybody's watching this and you ever decide to make a new gear video, uh-huh. you don't have B-roll on gear you've not used yet. And so it, you kind of get <laughs> kind of frustrated making the video talking about it because you don't have any B-roll of it. So That is true, but I have a built-in uh, cheat code for that. I say, hey, Bridget, can you follow me outside? And then she'll hold the camera, <laughs> and I will uh, have her to film a little B-roll. Yeah, she made a YouTube short with me yesterday, and uh, it, sometimes it's so easy. You just say, here, hold this, and video. So I was talking about the, the video because I got to relive some great moments on these past trips and I was oh, yeah. trying to demystify backpacking and give people just a general overview of what to expect and kind of some of the gear that you would have to collect to get your feet under you out there. Um, and I just thought of that because of Buckley. But anyway, again, I digress. Um, Buckley's great. Yeah, he is so awesome. Let's talk about pack weight, man. Pack weight. So I think the lightest trip that I ever went on where I'm doing multiple nights in a row was probably during the winter time. I was doing part of the shell towing. Wait, hold up. In the winter time? It wasn't in the summer. I was doing it in the winter time. 
Can't, wow. can't believe I was able to achieve this. I think it was like 17 pounds, fully weighted out with two liters of water, my three days of food. I mean. How cold was it? I mean, it was probably 30s, maybe. And you were able to make that your lightest weight? Well, I had some inspiration. My inspiration okay. was uh, Hunter from Hunter's Trip. Yes. Awesome He's Instagram Mr. and YouTube. Light. Yes. So he's done a bunch of miles in the AT. We've had him on here before if anybody wants to check out the episodes. And um, he come over to my place and kind of helped me figure out the best way to pack my backpack. We decided some gear to leave and that kind of stuff, and I took a frameless backpack. And I have decided that I can still do ultra light, quote, unquote, and do a framed pack. So, my first advice on um, shedding weight from your pack is focusing on your big three. That's going to be your number one um, enemy when it comes to pack weight. And basically, those big three would be your backpack, your sleep system, and your shelter system. I couldn't agree more. Let's do uh, a little versus here, John. Okay. So, if you are talking shelter system only... What do you think is going to be the lighter setup? Is it going to be your hammock with the tarp? Because you got to include that as your roof. Or is mm-hmm. it going to be the tent? For my personal gear? Mm-hmm. For your personal gear and just generally speaking. Well, see, you can't do that with me, though. Why because not? I don't have a typical, I don't have the typical hammock setup. Well, what? My hammock setup is lighter than any tent I have. Wait a second. So, how much is your hammock set up? My hammock set up, my my hammock's just a shade over a pound, and my tarp's seven ounces. But what about your straps and all that? And my straps and everything about three ounces combined. Okay, so what are you weighing in at on your whole hammock situation with the stakes and all? Just under two pounds. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's why I said that's not common. Like that's why I don't, you know. I, 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 you can definitely get light. I mean, here's the thing with some of the hammocks that are out now, you can get seven ounce hammocks, you know, so you could, ha- that could take another, that'd be what, another 12 ounces off of my setup. Yeah. Come to think of it, that hammock that, um, Jeremy, all things outdoors made that it doesn't have a bug net on it. So I only use it in the wintertime, but that only weighs like five and a half ounces. Yeah. I mean, it really just, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I think about ultralight. You got two ways you can get ultralight. One, you get creative. You find creative ways to get gear that is lighter. You make your own gear, that kind of thing. Or you save a lot of money. Because you can buy an ultralight setup really easy. Yeah, dude. I am I am taking uh, one of my buddies with me on a trip pretty soon. And um, I let him borrow some gear and stuff. He was over here for the Super Bowl. And... Um, I was like, man, what should I send with him? And I sent with him the Duplex L, which okay. hopefully he doesn't tear that up because that's a pretty expensive tent. But that yeah. that thing right there weighs almost nothing. And that, that, that has, weighs, what, like 18, 19 ounces? Yeah, I think right, probably right around 20 ounces would be around my Around 20? Guess. Okay, yeah. So that's lighter than your hammock setup, but I don't think that includes the stakes. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. 
I know for me, the backpack was a big one. Yeah. That was the big one. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, the ALA's kicking in. <laughs> sorry. Um, Kentucky Swamp. No, I, uh, I, uh, I have a backpack right now that's behind me. You can see it. This one right over my shoulder, right? Let me see if I can make my thumb do what it's supposed to do. Right there. That one? Uh-huh. That is my Z-Pax Arc Hall uh, 50 liter. It weighs 20 ounces. Yeah. And it is it is a framed backpack. 20 ounces and, framed backpack. And it is the most comfortable backpack I currently own. And what size do you say that is? It's a 50 liter. 50 liter, okay. Yeah, you can get away most of the year probably with that thing. That's my standard backpack. All Every backpack I have except for one that's going to be revealed on a video later on this week. Uh -oh. um, all of them uh, are 50 liters, every single one of them. What that's my it? favorite size of backpack. It's the perfect size to use whether it's the summertime, wintertime. And because of the way I pack my quilts, I don't have to have a smaller pack for the summer because I can just pack the quilts either tighter or let them fluff out a little bit more. Yeah, space. But I remember one trip I went on that you were on and you showed up and you had a quilt dangling off the back of the backpack. Well, that's because that was Jer that was Jason's quilt that I was bringing for him. Oh. And it did not fit in my backpack because I was carrying my two quilts plus his quilt. So, yeah, John I brought his in the uh what, what is it the uh storage sack hanging off the back of my backpack. This sounds to me like an excuse of why you shouldn't have gotten a bigger backpack. That's what I'm thinking here. You don't have to be like that, man. You know, we are friends. You know, like, <laughs> I don't have to call you out like that. You, you, you're just hitting me below the belt now, man. This really hurts. Like, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. I have been taking that Southwest 4400, the Hyperlite one. That is a nice pack, man. Yeah. I've been taking that on every trip that I've been going on since I got it. And that thing's 70 liters, and it just keeps eating. But I think it weighs oh, yeah. a little more than yours. Yeah, I'm yeah I think that way. thing weighs almost two pounds. I think that's about a 30, 32-ounce pack. I, I think it's, like, closer to two. I think it was supposed to be, like, two pounds, six ounces. And I think it's, like, closer to oh, two wow. pounds, 12 ounces. Okay. But wow. I, so you're talking, like, 22, 24 ounces. I mean, that's sorry, 24, uh, 40. Yeah. Uh, 40 ounces? Yeah. So that's like double what you're using. Dang, bro. Yeah, that's heavy. It's just well, I know, like, stronger. The, the Z-Packs one, even, it's it's interesting because they kind of, people kind of got off the Z-Packs train for a little bit, if you noticed. Like, when I first got to backpacking, everybody was a Z-Packs backpack. Everybody. Didn't matter who they were. Everybody got a Z-Packs. What happened? And then all of a sudden, they kind of became less chic or something. I don't know. It's weird. Everybody quit using them, and then I got my hands on this Arc Hall last spring, I think uh -huh. March or April maybe, and the moment I put it on, I was like, oh my gosh, this is basically like two steps from heaven. It's like the nicest pack I've ever seen in my life, and Dan Becker actually said it was his favorite backpack of 2022. I would, I'm... So, this is a little bit nosy, but I would be curious to see, according to their sales, if if they have kept about the same rate of growth over time. Like you're saying that some people have kind of fallen off that wagon. But I would, well, be I would say mostly like YouTube people. Like you, you didn't see anybody. What really happened was you saw these, these cottage companies coming up all of a sudden, like Chicken Tramper and 
uh, Waymark, man, Waymark, you talk about a company that's grown in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, those companies have started popping up more and Adam packs and some of these other ones. And, uh, you just didn't hear people talking about ZPEX like they used to. And all of a sudden, like ultra fabric comes around and they're one of the, one of the ones that adopts to that. And dude, their packs are unreal. I think, I think a lot of it was the Dyneema thing. Cause apparently Dyneema squeaks on backpacks. Mm-hmm. I've never had a Dyneema backpack, so I don't know what that's like, but a lot of people talk about the squeak that it had and the ultra fabric doesn't do that at all. You know, most of mine that are like not ultralight, but lighter weight are X pack, I believe. Yeah, I've got X pack and Eco pack. Now you you're talking about the YouTubers and stuff. Just how biased do you think we are, or how uh, I don't know how to phrase this question. I feel like where we have had YouTube channels for quite a number of years. I I sometimes feel like we are more biased to the light that you see through YouTube because I think there's thousands of backpackers out there that never watch a single YouTube video. And Oh, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so I really wonder how how biased or how, like the lens, you know what I mean, that we see backpacking mm-hmm. through and kind of how we consume and that kind of stuff. I just wonder how much it's painted by that whole YouTube thing since we're a part of that community. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do know though that 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 backpack. If you're if you're talking ultralight, if you're willing to fork out four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. it's just hard to beat it. I mean, I've put I've carried thirty five pounds in that thing, and it's supposed to carry up to forty, and I've carried thirty five in it. And honestly, man, it it was more comfortable than any pack I own at that weight. And is that uh, the Z packs or the Waymark? The Z packs. Okay. The Waymark, I haven't really had a chance. I have a Waymark that I want to check out more, but I haven't had a chance to yet. So So we covered the backpacks. We talked a little bit about the shelter systems, which if you want to go true ultralight, I mean, just like a tent. I mean, not a tent, but a a tarp set up. I think that could be. That's as ultralight as you can get. Yeah, maybe not the. uh, about that. Maybe not the ones with the netting and like the bivy style and all that, but if you're just like fully right. exposed except for the roof over your head and and that, I think it's not going to get much lighter. And then um, your sleep system. So yeah, and that one comes down to there's a lot with that because a lot of people will say that it's going to be heavier with a hammock, which I kind of push back on that a little bit because they they say you've got two quilts, but sleeping pads aren't like all ultra light, you know, like you can get ultra light sleeping pads and you can get ultra light, uh, quilts. It yeah. just depends on what time of year it is and everything gets heavier, the colder it gets. And with the hammock, like you can get away, I can get away much easier with a quilt in the hammock and then you got your under quilt. Then I can right. a quilt on a pad because it's so prone to drafts. Whereas in the hammock, it's giving you a little hug from beneath. And it really comes down to how much you move. Yeah. If you're someone that doesn't move a lot when you sleep, a quilt's probably going to do just fine. As long as you got it strapped in right, you'll probably be fine through the night. But if you're someone who moves a lot in your sleep, you're probably going to get drafts. Do you move a lot? You toss and turn? Uh, when I sleep in a tent, yes. When I sleep in a hammock, I find the sweet spot and I'm done. Like, what? I'm just out cold. What about at home in the bed? Yeah, I move around a lot at home, too. Yeah, I just wish that... 
whenever I went to sleep, it was like sleeping in a coffin. I wish I could just, you know, stiff as a board, and then I'll wake up in the exact same position. But I'll toss. I'll turn. Maybe the like I said, makes a better option. hammock's the only place where I don't do that. Like a hammock, I literally get there. I find my spot. Mm-hmm. You know how it is in a hammock. You kind of you lay diagonally, and then you, I finally, like it was, I think I'd been using a hammock for about nine or ten months when I finally found the sweet spot. And then once I found that, it was just like every time I get in a hammock, boom, I'm done. Good night. Well, and I'm snoring. I hammock, I hammock camp a lot too. Like I was out, you know, last week I talked a little bit about my trip um, where we done a loop around Laurel County and Pulaski County in Kentucky, Daniel Boone National Forest. Um, And I slept in a hammock on that. So I slept in a hammock a lot. But what are you talking about whenever you're saying, sweet spot because most people are tent campers what what do you what does that even mean well with the difference between a hammock and a quilt or a hammock and a tent is in a hammock you're not on the ground so there's nothing there's no pressure let's just say there's not as much pressure pushing up on you um so what you're trying to do is you're trying to negotiate with this piece of fabric um the most comfortable way to lay and in a hammock, if you just lay in it straight, you get you get what they call banana hammock syndrome, where that sounds worse than what it actually is. Um, but you you literally are laying like a banana, your butt's down low, your leg, your feet are up high, you're getting your head's up high. Yeah. And uh it's extremely uncomfortable. Your feet will fall asleep, um, all the blood's gonna rush there, and you're gonna have to go to the bathroom like every 15 minutes. Um and the idea is is you want to lay at a diagonal, which then causes your body to lay more flat. And then in the midst of all of that, you just kind of adjust yourself around until your body just hits a spot and you just know, okay, this is it. Mm. And then you're ready to go for the night. And that's usually how it works for me. I'll put in a movie or something. I've got a hang time hook that hangs up above my, uh, on my ridgeline. Mm-hmm. And I'll put my phone up there and I might watch a little bit of a movie or something before I go to sleep. And for all you haters, I just spent all day with my sick daughter watching stupid toddler cartoons all day so when i go camping it's nice to watch an adult should be careful i say that too that sounds terrible too to watch a movie that's not for children okay so i love here john this is all coming out wrong tonight dude. it's all coming out wrong i don't know what he's retracting statements he's sticking his foot in his mouth i love it can, can you tell I've been sick the past two days? Like, seriously, like, I can't, my brain just is not working. I, I will you, say man. something, though. Like, when you get your big three dialed in, that'll cut off a ton of weight. Uh-huh. But that's not where people blow it. It's not in the big three. Where do they blow it? A lot of it is in packing their fears. That oh. is where the weight comes in. That is where everybody goes from ultralight to lightweight to not lightweight. Okay. Well, what's um, and your it's fear? usually clothing and food is that what you bring clothing and food i say that's what most people especially when you start out you bring way too much food and you bring way too many clothes yeah but what's your fear john the world wants to know i fear (laughs) nothing nothing. there's nothing that you uh you're like yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely bringing that just in case just i would say in the winter time i i would say in the winter time i'm more cautious yeah, what because do you mean? when that when that temperature dips, man, you you got to be careful. That can really mess you up, you know. Um, 
So I, I usually bring a, like more clothing and stuff in the wintertime to keep myself warm. Um, in the summertime, there's not really, I wouldn't say I have any fears. I would say the only thing I'm cautious about is water, like especially here in Kentucky because it gets up into the 90s and hundreds and the humidity is like 90%. You are, know, you got to really be careful with water, but I don't know that I would say I pack fears at this point. I think I did. But I wouldn't say I do that now. Do you? Well, before I answer that question, I have a uh, hypothetical oh, fear. You get, you get to skip around the question, but I got to answer it. <laughs> uh, I, I see how this works. Jason says I could I be a politician. Bridget, she'll ask me. St- <laughs> she'll ask me stuff here at the house all the time, and she'll ask like a direct question, and I'll answer. I'll just answer it. You got to tiptoe around, man. Sometimes you ask a question as your answer. So it's terrible. Wh- what about this? Aren't no, you no, a- no. You got to answer the question. What, what? are your fears? Okay. Confession. You have to answer it. Yeah, you made me answer it. You have to answer it. <laughs> All right. A little confession time. Okay. In the wintertime, it is not uncommon for me to bring two puffy jackets. And when really? I Really? Oh yeah, dude. So I have shout out to Outdoor Vitals. Um, they sent me this jacket. They're one of our sponsors. They're not sponsoring today's episode, but they sent me this jacket, it's the Nova Pro jacket. And I no, took it's it on a my good jacket. It's a good jacket. And it, they claim that it is uh, twice as windproof because there's like 10,000 less stitches in it and yep. that it is five times water resistant. So uh, not to talk about this jacket too much, but on the way home from uh, our little Valentine's Day date earlier today, I was wearing this and Bridget's like, there's a feather sticking out. And I was like, I thought this was synthetic because they were talking about how waterproof it was. And yeah. uh it's like, not synthetic though. It's it's down. It's well, down LT, I think, or something like that. Oh, this that's where the feather came from. I burned a hole in it. A little trail patina. <laughs> it must have happened on my last trip. <laughs> Just found the hole. So you were about to dog the jacket, and it was all your fault. No, well, no, I'm not about to dog the jacket. No, I was, Bridget was just like, you know, there's a feather sticking out of there. I work, you know, on our date, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. I will bring two puffy jackets a lot of times whenever it's going to be around freezing. Like this trip that we were on, I think the lowest temp, I'm going to misquote myself because I'm sure I talked about it last week and it was accurate. I think it was like 18 degrees maybe or something. And that's pretty yeah, cold. cold. I even zipped the jacket up around the foot box of my my quilt because my feet, really? my feet were cold. Because I dropped my, um, I may already told you this, I dropped my, airpods case and i was looking everywhere for it and i was just wearing socks and it was like 20 degrees outside my feet got super cold and then i found it it was still in my hammock (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i this is the number one problem with hammocks you know that you can like hit a button on your phone and it'll make your case beep right it'll make the case beep too i don't think the case has any speakers in it yeah it does well i think that that's here dude see if you can look Come on, focus. Oh, hold up, hold up. Let me do something here. Now I'm spilling my drink. I have the see those, little th- see those three little dots on top. That's not what mine looks like, John. You got the Speakers. upgrade. You got the upgrade, dude. I have see that's the AirPod Pros. That's because you had the AirPod Pros, didn't you? I had the AirPod Pros, but these are the AirPod like the regular ones. It's not even the wireless charging case, which I deeply. Are you sure regret. they don't have that on those though? There's no speaker on it. The, the only speakers are in the uh, actual AirPods. I, mean, I had to return your money. Well, I I I would pay more. 
I would pay three hundred dollars for those AirPod Pros if they fit in my ears, but they don't. Like Didn't they, you try the other like inserts? I tried them all, and it's not the inserts; it's like the plastic part. You know, you know, it's got the little rubber thing on it that just sticks in your ear, and then yeah. the plastic part touched my ear, and I don't know what the deal was, but it just hurt. It's like it just didn't fit right, and I tried. Really? It comes with like three different interchangeable rubber tip things, whatever they are. Huh. None of them work. But anyway, the point is, is that I wear two puffy jackets sometimes. That's fair. I know also that you get cold real easy. I get cold real easy, and we're having that weight loss competition at work right now. So trying to get my body fat percentage down and win some big bucks, which means I get there cold even go, easier. But now the fear thing. Yes. No, I, a lot of people, like, it's, well, I want to make sure I have enough food. And what ends up happening is they come back and they've got still a bag that's half full of food. Yeah, that's Which is weight that you're carrying. Or they bring, like, I remember I had a buddy, Ian, like, took him on his first trip with me and Jason. We were just doing an overnight. Dude, he brought, like, four peanut butter sandwiches because, like, well, I might get hungry on trail. Um, He brought, like, an extra pair of jeans and Extra pair uh, some other stuff and i'm the whole time he's packing i'm like dude don't bring that stuff and he's like no no i need to bring it i need to bring it like you don't know like it, it, i could need blah 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 <laughs> he's scared and and i i'm telling you dude that is the that is the biggest thing for people when they first start is too many clothes too much food almost every time almost every time that's the those are the two things or um like my buddy josh who i hike with uh-huh I don't think it's a fear thing. He just drinks a ton of water. I've never met anybody who drinks as much water as he does. And anytime we go and get water, he fills up all of his bottles. Like I'm talking like three liters of water carrying around with him almost all the time. He's probably way more hydrated than us. Probably. But yeah. his pee is crystal clear. Crystal clear. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to watch him urinate because that's awkward. Yeah. But uh, he him. definitely he definitely drinks a lot of water. Now, aren't you afraid of getting bit by one of those ticks and getting that disease where you can't have red meat? Because that's one of my number one fears. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm very scared of that. Can you imagine not eating steak for the rest of your life or however long that lasts? Well, I mean, here's the thing, though, man. They have stuff called insect repellent. It's a tick. Yeah, it's, there's repellents that work on ticks, too. Yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing why are you laughing i'm not buying it i'm literally That's not always buying my favorite it. response like i think if we were to go back through the history of this podcast and like i get two dollars for every time you said that yeah i could probably go buy another one of those all our call backpacks <laughs> is that my cash like, price i'm not I'm buying not... it i'm not buying it <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i use like i treat my gear you know, in the spring, I'll treat it with permethrin and, like, right. spray down my tent and stuff and my hiking pants and all of that. But you still can get ticks, and I'm still really afraid. And I have that thing on my insurance. See, I got the state insurance because I'm a teacher. And yeah. you can buy, like, cancer policies and all that. I'm sure you can do it with any privatized insurance policy. Do you have a tick policy? I have a tick policy, but it's only for Lyme. Lyme is it Lyme or Lyme's disease? Lyme's disease. Lyme's disease. So if I get Lyme's disease, then it's supposed to kick in an extra, I don't know, what it ever, five, somewhere between five and 20,000. But I'm sure it's still yeah. not enough to cover all the expenses with 
going through and getting the medicine and going to the doctor and all that. Lyme's disease is actually pretty scary, man. Like I'd be more concerned with that than I would be the meat thing. At least you're alive. Most most people I think who get Lyme's disease don't make it. What is life without a cheeseburger and a steak? Is it worth living? I mean, you could still eat your Chick-fil-A. Hey, we got, we got some spicy comments. No pun intended. We did, man. Chick- we did. I got text messages. Did I tell you this? <laughs> I got texting? one today. I got one today. Can I read you the text message I yeah. just got? <laughs> yeah, let's okay. hear it. <laughs> this John, is no joke. Wait, wait. John, is. if you didn't hear last week's episode... I think it was. He was arguing that Chick-fil-A is overrated and Zaxby's is better, which is insane. Let's hear so, it. So Taylor McDonald, uh, mm-hmm. who has the channel Southern Hike, he sends me a, a – He said, yeah, you were on it too, I think. He goes, he goes, JK, you broke my heart with the Chick-fil-A comment. <sighs> Dude, I'm Man. telling you, Chick-fil-A is a cult. I don't think people actually like the chicken. I think, I think it's actually like a cult at this point because – you're allowed to dislike a lot of things. Like if I dislike McDonald's, people aren't going to get mad at me. If I dislike Pizza Hut, nobody's going to get mad at me. If I dislike Chick-fil-A, I get text messages. Multiple text messages. Messages all over the place. Private messages. Nobody threatened my life yet. But, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, Chick-fil-A is a cult. Well, we should probably we should probably be very careful. I'm wondering what they're putting in that chicken to make you all believe like that. I think that they uh, don't they use holy water with the chicken. Is that one of the ingredients? I'm pretty sure that's Jesus' chicken. Guess what I have for dinner tonight? Oh, please tell me it's Chick Fil A, not Zach. It was. Oh, see, represent. Well, I here's the here's the problem I had. I was disappointed in Chick Fil A tonight. Why did they not give you Chick Fil A sauce? I had my little. They actually they didn't, which is really weird. Oh my! Like I didn't gosh. get any Chick Fil A sauce. You had to request. Surprise me. No, well, the, that should be a given, apparently, you know. But that's okay. What bothered me was I told my son, who's who turned five like two weeks ago. I said we're gonna get milkshakes too, mm. because I assumed like every restaurant in the world, they have child sized milkshakes. Yeah. No, they don't. They have one size milkshake. <laughs> At Chick Fil A, they have one size milkshake. One size milkshake. And I couldn't get it for. There's no way I'm buying that for my son because he won't eat his meal. You how, know how and big I, is it? It's a. It's like a large size of. I mean, he wouldn't even finish it. It'd be mm. more than he could finish. Well, and so I guarantee he wouldn't eat his dinner. Oh no! Which that's no good. And so like then I had to be the bad dad. Like literally, Chick Fil A made me a bad dad. Well, I don't think so you. I have this. a little bit of more of a beef with Chick Fil A than what I started out with. Just so you know. Let me say two things. First of all. That's funny about Taylor, and shout out to him. Hopefully, he's listening to this while he's running right now. And Taylor, keep going, bro. You need run faster, faster, Taylor. You need to run faster right now. Okay, back to normal speed. Taylor, keep going. Second thing, (laughs) did you hear? It's like daily affirmations from Jeremiah. (laughs) A little David Goggins coming out of me there. Did you see that uh, meme or joke about uh, starting a side business next to Chick-fil-A that's only open on Sundays? That would be a wise idea. Yeah. You didn't see this? No. And they, I, if I remember correctly, the punchline was, you call it side chicken. <laughs> side chicken. You get it? That's Wait, great. I think I got a button that's for great. that. Nope, wrong button. <laughs> 
it's all secure in Sector 7. <laughs> oh, producer. <laughs> producer Jeremiah here. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, that's funny. Needs. That's funny. So, okay, so back to, back to the topic at hand. We were talking yeah. about, you know, packing your fears. I, I think it's the little things that you can pack that take your ultralight from ultralight to lightweight. What things are you – I think if you really want to go ultralight, you have to ask the question, what am I willing to go without? I think that you're right. I mean, you're not, the number one thing you can do is literally just bring less gear. But uh, I had a couple of little tips here. Um, oh, I want to hear them. One was, like, for your clothing, you know, you talked about packing your fears. I think you need to limit yourself and, of course, hike your own hike. But generally speaking, right, right. one set of clothes for hiking, one set of clothes for camping. And, you know, I and bring... And for overnights, uh, sometimes you don't need to even bring an extra set of clothes. Like, if you're just doing an overnight mm-hmm. and you're not, like, maybe bring an extra shirt. You don't need to bring an extra set of clothes. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, and it's all personal preference, but I'm right there with right. you. Um, yeah. And of course, a little um, little disclaimer: if if it's winter time, then there's nothing wrong with bringing those extra layers. But you know, if it's going to yeah. be a low of 70 degrees or 75 degrees at night, you don't bring the extra clothes, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'll leave my puffy at the house. But um, yeah, I put like one set of clothes for hiking, one for for camping. Maybe bring extra pair of underwear if you don't want to turn them inside out or um, maybe an extra pair of socks. But also, like, anything that has multiple uses. Like, yes, some people like to bring throwaway plates that, you know, they could either burn or carry back out in their trash. Um, but some people will bring, like, solid plate. What is that? The buff. Oh, buff, multiple uses. Yeah. That is a valuable piece of gear, man. Like, the buff can be used for so many things. That's your beanie. Like, that's your napkin. That's your neck warmer. That's your blindfold. That's your sweatband. Yeah. I mean, if it gets really hot, dip it in the in the water and just put it over your head. Cool you down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can be a balaclava in the wintertime. I mean. I'll tell you. They, they are so good. The number one use for that thing is, I said blindfold, but what I mean is like a sleep mask. You yeah, because yeah. the sun wakes you up in the morning. But anything, and that also includes, um, like I, I mentioned earlier, my puffy jacket. You know, I zip that. Instead of bringing down booties, which sometimes I do, I was like, my pack already weighs 40 pounds. I'm just going to zip my puffy jacket up around my, my foot box if I get cold. Right. Uh, so there's that. And then, dude, you're talking about the water and Josh carrying the water. If, mm-hmm. if you're on a trail that has plenty of water, there's no reason to carry two and a half liters. One bottle at a time until you get to camp. Yes. One, Fill up right before camp. One liter while you're walking, because that's the heaviest thing, you know, really in your pack is your water and your food. But I'll just wrap honestly, up. try to camp near water. Like if you're planning out your campsites and you're planning out your trip, you can plan a trip out to make your trip lighter. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Camp near water, so you just get to camp. You can take your backpack off, grab a couple of bottles, and go fill them up. You don't have to like fill them up, throw them on your back, and walk to camp. You know. Yeah, usually, the way I plan my trip is I look at the elevation profile and see which one has the least up. That's what mm. I do. That I like those kinds of trips. <laughs> All downhill from here, and then uh, I'll wrap up my my little tips with 
focusing on ounces, not pounds. Because if you if you really like got your big three dialed in, then you're not going to shed that many more pounds. Like those ounces will add up if you want to do the gram weenie style. And before you know yeah. it, you have shed eight ounces from your pack just by focusing Which is half on, a pound. Yeah, by focusing on those little ounces. Probably not cut yep. my toothbrush in half. But so some, here's here's another one for you. All right. Like people who do a lot of overnight trips, because that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people do like Friday, Saturdays or Saturday, Sundays. They don't do like mm-hmm. full weekends. You can brush your teeth when you get home. Oh, no, I have to advocate. No, against seriously, it. like for one night. I have to advocate yeah. against that. That is poor dental hygiene. And I have to say I'm 100% I'm just against. telling you, dude, like if it's just an overnight, you can get, you're going to brush your teeth before you leave. And you're going to brush your teeth when you get home. So you've brushed your teeth each day. I cannot advocate for this. You, I don't care if you do. <laughs> <laughs> right, John's hiking his own hike. I, I'm dag on right, man. And, and can I add to like, just really decide what you don't need. Like that's what it is: necessity if, over it, comfort. Yeah, I mean, if 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 the goal is lightweight, then prioritize it if that's what you want. But if you're going to prioritize comfort then don't get so caught up in the weight. You know, I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Like, yeah, the problem is people have gotten into this, this thing where they feel like they have to be ultralight to be considered a backpacker. And that's not true. Where do you think that is? What is, what is that? You think they just see other people or they see it online or there, there's pressure from somewhere. Well, let's put it this way. Like what causes style? It's famous people wearing certain clothes. And so people want to look like famous people. Yeah, And so what are people going to be influenced by for backpacking? They're going to be influenced by these long trail hikers that are doing triple crowns and all that stuff who are kind of the celebrities of backpacking. Mm-hmm. They're going to look to YouTube's, you know, people like Dan and uh, Stephen Smith who mm-hmm. have massive channels and are doing some awesome stuff. Um, they're going to look to them for advice. And if those people are pushing a narrative of ultralight, which for years, for about, from probably like 2015 till about 2021, that's all you ever heard. Mm-hmm. Ultralight, ultralight, ultra. It's not until recently people are going, hold up a second. You know what? Forget that. Lightweight's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now you're hearing people going, I'm not going without a chair. Like you and I are those people. I'm not mm-hmm. going backpacking without a chair. I totally Heck agree. No. You know, and it's an extra pound to a pound to two pounds, depending on what chair you're taking. Or in your case, it could be up to four pounds, you yeah. know, and you know, that that's your choice. I think you just have to decide, Do I, is, is the weight the most important thing? And if it is, then you got to figure out what things you're going to cut out. And if you're deciding, you know what, I'd rather just get to camp and really chill and enjoy myself, you yeah, know? It really depends on the trip, but most of my trips, that's the attitude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm trying to get lighter with other gear so that I can take the things I want to take. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I will say this, um, you left off a big name there on the influencers or whatever you want to call it for YouTube. That is Miss Jessica, a.k.a. (laughs) Homemade Wonderlust, Dixie. This is true. She will be joining us. Everybody come to our live stream on Monday night, February the 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is next week. That is next week on next Monday. Week. We're counting down the days here on the Backpacking Podcast. This is a three-year 
thing for us. We have been trying. We have wanted her on this channel since we started this thing. And now we're going to get her on here. And I can't tell you just how, how excited I am. Like, I got lots of questions, man. I do lots too. of questions. Yeah. And we, she's someone that's interesting, too, because um, she's allergic to down. Yeah. And she's also an engineer, but she walks around homeless most days of the year through the woods. How unbelievable is yeah. that? Well, and but the, the we're talking about ultralight. She can't use the same kind of ultralight we use. I mean, she's using as light a weight as she can on her gear, but she's got to use synthetic jackets. She's got to use synthetic insulation at night for sleep. Mm -hmm. um, she, you, like, I mean, I've, have you seen the photos and videos of her when she's around down, what it does to her face? It like looks the, like she's got stung by a bee. And yeah. She's allergic. And, and that, that's horrible. I, I hate that for her. But, She's someone that probably we can ask the question about ultralight. Are you still considered ultralight or are you lightweight now because of this? Mm -hmm. That's a good. Don't point. know. But know what situation is there? Hopefully everybody's enjoyed our uh, terrible advice today on how to <laughs> shed <laughs> how to shed weight. We're not good at yeah. shedding weight. I'm good at gaining weight, not shedding. So that's okay. I won't remember anything we said today. Yeah, so. yeah. Hopefully it helps somebody out there. And I look forward to seeing everybody Monday. Hopefully you'll join us. If not, we will put that episode up on Wednesday for everybody to yeah, hear. And that will be live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel. So if you are listening to this right now, uh, look us up on YouTube, The Backpacking Podcast. We are the only channel called The Backpacking Podcast. So if you find that channel, you should see a little uh, logo with two guys and a beard. Well, two beards. Two it, beards. You know. Not Two one, beards. not one unibeard on both of us. And, and right now, you've got the beard that kind of matches it. I don't. I actually trim mine down. So, uh, hey, I will tell you before we go. Um, yes, the first day of spring. Why? Why does it have to be booze? Why can't it just be trim? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could still keep the beard, just trim it. It'll be shorter than yours. We'll put it that way. Yeah, well, there but, are worse things, I guess. Not many, but there are some worse things in this world than that. So with that said, for myself and Jeremiah, thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. Yeah. Adios, folks.